Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That Podcast. We've got a very, very special episode. Uh, we have Stu Charlton from Fierce Beer here with us. I'm so excited, Stu. How, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's Thursday, nearly the weekend. I'm having a great time. It's the best time for an afternoon beer, don't you, don't you agree? <laughs> Mate, I think four o'clock beers hit better than like five o'clock beers, to be honest. Especially with some of these beers that you've given us. Honestly, these are outstanding. Anyway, we'll get into that a bit, but but we'll, we'll go into all of that, Stu. But yeah, as you said, the five, the four o'clock hits better than five sometimes, right? <laughs> exactly. Definitely. You probably shouldn't be having one, but it feels better that way. I think because it's a little bit taboo. <laughs> yeah. I feel a bit at any point of the day past 12 o'clock is acceptable. It's, uh... Oh, past 12 o'clock, right. Because um, I've seen you crack open a beer at nine before, Drabs, and you get some re- pretty weird looks walking down the high street with your, your special brew, you know? <laughs> It was it was festival season. So, <laughs> so Stu, um, I mean, we have spoke about Fierce on the podcast before. So, it, avid listeners may you know will know that you guys are from Aberdeen, some and some real crackers of of, of beer makers. Um, I must admit, the last the Fierce beer that I did review on that episode it hit me hit me like a train. If I'm honest, it was a uh, it was the um, <laughs> jam sandwich stout. I think it was. Yeah, it might have been a well got. I'm trying to think. It was I was like a big imperial like ten yeah. percent. It was a big boy. <laughs> As I call the big boy episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was that was really good. But I was amazed actually looking through your beers, just how many kind of like like dark beers you do. Like you have such a variety of dark beers. Is that really popular up in Aberdeen then, or is that like something you started your heritage on? I guess. I think it's always been something that people have known us for since we started. So um, mm-hmm. like I think we kind of made a bit of a splash with some of our darker stuff, like um, like Cafe Racer, our like headline porter is like one of our most popular beers mm. and like when we don't have that available people go a bit rampant for it like they're like when can i get my cafe racer back like, i can need it in my fridge um and obviously we've got like our big imperial stuff like very big moose is like probably the beer that people wouldn't know us for further afield um a big 12 percent imperial stout and i think that's kind of just embedded in people now so we kind of we don't want to let folk down in the stout and porter game we've got to keep that up <laughs> Well, that's well, that's what I was thinking. So it's exactly the same as Joe. I was, I was having a flick through your website and seeing what was on offer and everything. You've got some quite heavy hitting ABV stouts and beers. Like it's, I was I was looking again. Normally, you've got breweries, maybe you have one or two, but you you guys have got a few. When I, when I was having a flick, I was like, some of these would knock me for two. The worst <laughs> thing about it is that like obviously, obviously they're great beers and stuff, but like I feel like we have hit a sweet spot where anything above like eight percent. We just managed to make it really drinkable. If you didn't know it was 8%, you'd be like, oh, cool, I'll just get a pint of that, and then it's game, set, and match for you. <laughs> See, that's, that's, that's a really good place to be in the industry. You've got these higher percentage beers that are actually drinkable. Like we, We've tried some stuff on the podcast that is just unbearable when you get past 8 9%. You're drinking it going, dear God, this is hard work. So then, and that's, I, just, I just don't think you want that from a beer. No, not I, particularly. I I also feel, Stu, you've picked a lane with some real, like, beeries there. Like, people who know their beer and they like those type of beers, like, they're really particular about the type of beers. So the fact that you keep, they keep asking for it, it's like, you know, they've got some serious high standards on those beers. So the fact that you keep nailing it, slash winning all these many awards because of these amazing beers that you've got, um, I think is testament to it, right? I always stand, like, I used to work in the um, the bar in Aberdeen, the Fierce Bar. That's how I started working for Fierce. And, like, okay. that was, like, my first introduction to, like, anything above like seven percent like i just didn't know that that was like available i was like why would you want that and then it was like oh try this triple ipa it's ten percent and i was like 
man, that's smooth. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> and like, I can see why folk like it because it's it's something that you maybe to have like you slow down and you enjoy it a little bit more, like wine sort yeah. of thing. Um, and then there's some folk that are like, I want a four forty can of twelve percent stout right now, and I'm gonna drink the whole thing, which I respect also. <laughs> <laughs> Other end of the spectrum, we're trying the uh, Cerveza Mexican Lager with lime. So very much from the you know Imperial Stouts level. You know this is absolutely delicious. By the way, right as you, I think you said, like it's a, it's a three thirty mil four pack. Came with a um with with the kind of cards top, which I love, like keeping the four pack together. I absolutely love that. I always look out for those when I see them on shelf. Like companies that are actually leaning into their sustainability credentials. I love that. Um, but this thing is delicious. So talk, tell me about this. What's what, How's this come about? Man, so like there was a long period of time, like when I first started working for Fierce, that we didn't really do, like we did pails and we did light stuff. We didn't really do pills in our lager. There just wasn't like anything yeah. on our radar. Um, and then eventually we kind of like, oh, we'll make a, like our own house lager. And then last summer we were going to so many beer festivals every, every week. We were like beer festival, beer festival. And we kind of just start to notice that like all the other breweries and like all the guys who are working the stands were like, oh man, I just fancy a lager. Like I can drink double IPAs all the time, but like see when you get a really good lager, it just, it's so like refreshing, especially during the summer. Like it's all you want. So we came back about like August time last year and we were like, this is the perfect time. Let's just make as good a lager as we can. And like, oh, we'll make it a little bit funky. We'll do a little bit of lime in it. And then we released it just as the summer ended. <laughs> right when the fall season started and folk are picking up their stouts, we were like, Mexican lager, lime, let's do it. Um, so that was kind of how it came about. And ever since yeah. it came out, it's literally been like our top three bestseller um, in our wow. core range. So folk just can't get enough of it. Like, I have, I have mates who aren't craft beer drinkers, but like, and they always slag me off because they're like, how can you drink some of that stuff? But then we brought out a Mexican lager and they were like, oh, can I get some cans? I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> well, as, as as I was saying, just just before I came on, so this this was the first time I've tried the the your, your Mexican lager, the cerveza, and I was I read it and I was like, oh, it's going to have a lit. There's going to be a minute bit of lime kind of in there, sort of thing. I took my first swig. I've just I've just been on some training on the water, and I came off and I was like, I could have water, I could have a beer. I think I'll go for the beer. That's clearly the sensible option right now. <laughs> and it, and I, and, I, and I took I took a big old swig as you do when you're a li- when you're a little bit thirsty, and I was like. The line comes through, but not too much, just the right amount. And I was like, this is exactly what I wanted to be drinking in this moment in time. And I've just got to say, hands up, absolutely fantastic beer. We've had a few, um, we've, had, we've tinkered with the lime a little bit. I think when we first made it, it was it was way more overpowering with the lime. Yeah. Which some, some people really liked. I, I think it was still a really good beer. Um, it's just, it had that tinkering where it was like almost too, like, too flavoured where some people got put off it was a bit too like chemically or stuff so we kind of pulled yeah. it back and used a little bit more natural lime um and i think it's one of those where it smells i think the smell is the main thing like it smells mega limey and then you sit yeah. and it's got just a nice kick it's not too too strong but it's just there a little bit of salt as well for balance as well which was always good Oh, yeah, who doesn't? I mean, lime, salt, Mexican. You're thinking like tequila, but actually, it's a smooth lager that just goes down. <laughs> we had someone message the Instagram page the other day when uh, we posted about cerveza, and they're like, "Can you confirm that this has tequila in it?" And I was like, "There is no tequila in there." <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't confirm that. I won't. <laughs> they're thinking it's like a desperado or something. And I think you know, yeah. if you want that, like, go get a desperado. That's not this beer. It's a much better beer. But I'm loving the, ca- the 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 can design as well. Like you've got your your hop, your angry fierce hop, 
you know, kind of like caricature, which is just epic, by the way, all across all things. Although I must must be said, when I first looked at it, I first came across Fierce a few years ago, I was like, why is there an angry strawberry on all these cans? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's a hop. It makes way more sense <laughs> than a strawberry. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Like the amount of time I get, oh, why? what's the raspberry about? What's the strawberry about? And I'm yeah. like... You know what? I I get it. Like if you didn't, if you'd never seen a hop before, you would have no yeah. reference for it. But um, yeah, I used to get that all the time. Like, oh, what's the angry raspberry? Like, what's the what's the reference? I'm like, oh, it's actually a hop. They look like this. And yeah. they're like, oh right. <laughs> cool. You can see the like lights going off in their head. Like that makes more sense now. Oh. So um, I've just I've just cracked open the um, the fierce rhubarb um, parallel that you guys sent across, and. Um, just, just interesting. Why, why did you guys choose rhubarb as a as a choice? Because it, it's nothing I would consider. I've, I've, we've, there's fruity hops and there's fruity pails and everything like that. But I would never consider rhubarb as as a choice of a choice a choice to to collaborate. Excellent. Really, really enjoying it. Because um, I'm not normally a fan of rhubarb. But um, yeah, just, just just intrigued. Why rhubarb? It is weird, isn't it? Like I think we did that. We brought that into the core range about three, four years ago. Now, probably about 2019, yeah. just before pandemic mm-hmm. time. Um, and I think it was just one of those, we had done a few rhubarb sours and we kind of liked the flavoring we had got from that. Yeah. Them, and we kind of explored a lot of other flavors. Like we've done raspberry, we've done blackcurrant, we've done grape at that point. And we we're like, we'll just see how it goes with the rhubarb. I think that was kind of it. We just had some yeah. like, how would this be in a pail? And it's a little bit creamy too. It's kind of got like a rhubarb and custard element yeah. to it. And I think the combination just worked really well in like a light, juicy pail. And so we've just kept yeah. it around and it's a perfect, I know it's like Cerveza is the perfect summer beer, but rhubarb's not far behind, like on a sunny day. Oh, no, yeah. This is, this. I could 100% quite happily drink a few of these in an evening and be like, yep, that's hit the spot. It's I tried to, that, um, yeah. my uh, my mum always grows heaps of rhubarb and I've been trying to do like a rhubarb crumble thing with our rhubarb beer for ages, but I can just never get it right. And it, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not a great chef so or baker, so it's like not my expertise, but yeah. I just thought it'd be cool to try. Haven't got the recipe down yet, but when I do, I'll let you know. Well, we've been hearing from a lot of trusted sources that someone making a uh, beer lines exclusively for cooking with is uh, it could be the next big thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a great idea, by the way. Like, get me involved. I'm on board. That's a great idea. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it. <laughs> if, we get, if we talk about it enough, it'll happen. You yeah, know, right. That's one it's, of those yeah, we've, we've been we've we've been pondering the idea. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if if you ever like, my mum is also um, grows a ridiculous amount of rhubarb every single year. And if you want award winning rhubarb, my mum my mum won a competition at the Ooh. at the three counties show. In all honesty, she was the only person who entered. So it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to say that last bit. Just the first yeah. bit is very, very, it's all very impressive. Good rhubarb. <laughs> don't undercut that she victory. She got first, second, and third. It was, uh... <laughs> was that like best rhubarb or like biggest rhubarb or? All of them. Best rhubarb, biggest rhubarb. It was, it was, re- she was so pleased. I was like, nah, go on, mum. It's the... <laughs> all the rhubarb awards. I love that. All the rhubarb awards. <laughs> so, Stu, you mentioned you, um, so you got your entry to, to, um, to Fierce was working in their Aberdeen tap room. Is that right? And 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 so so since twenty sixteen of Fierce being there, what's the kind of the timeline of when you joined the, those guys? And and you know, well, actually, well, I, it's funny. So my connection to Fierce goes a little bit further back than that. Oh, cool. um, okay. So Dave Grant, our uh, owner founder, um, used to work in the oil industry um, at a company mm-hmm. out here in Aberdeen called Expro. Funny enough, mm-hmm. where my dad has also worked for like thirty years. 
And um, when I was probably, I must have been just about turning 18 and like first going out and trying beers, my dad was like, oh yeah, Dave at my work like brews in his kitchen. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I was like, all right, sounds cool. And he would bring home like unmarked bottles of like stuff David just brought into work. So he'd like bottled it at his house and stuff. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Like a raspberry oat pale, wherever that is, I'll try it. Um, (laughs) And then just being like, oh no, I'm going to go drink tenants with my mates. Um, and then when I was like <laughs> looking for a new job, my dad was like, Oh, remember Dave that brews the beer? And I was like, Oh yeah. He was like, Oh, he's just opened a pub in town. So that was about 2018, summer 2018. Um, I was just starting at university and, um, he was like, yeah, you should apply like for a bartending job in there. And I was like, perfect. And I knew, um, one of the guys who worked there already. So I was like, sent my CV in and got the job. And now that was what coming up to five years ago now. So yeah, pretty like full that, circle. Yeah. It was pretty wild. It's grown amazingly. It's like it's like the amount of awards you guys have won, and being named Scottish Brewery of the Year in twenty twenty one, it must have been a huge achievement for you guys. Yeah, like I think that that was pretty insane. Like to think about that in context of where we started, and even to look at where we are now is like the progress is insane. Like I remember coming out to the first brewery, which is literally across the road from where we are now, and it was like a single unit with like a single couple of tanks, tiny little packing line that was like super manual. Um, And then obviously last summer we moved into like a humongous big unit, a stone's throw away across the road um, that is humongous and we've already filled it up. So it's like, uh, yeah, scary. To think about those bottles that are in my dad's fridge at home to like this (laughs) is like mental. I always find it absolutely mad where we've spoken to a few people, like we've spoken to different breweries and they all seem to start from a slightly bizarre location. So it's basements, shipping containers, kitchens, the, the, their mum's, the, the, back, the, the back room of their mum's place. And all of these, they, they just all have a trajectory that just seems to go up like this. So to think from their humble, incredibly bizarre beginnings, probably annoying a lot of people with the smell of hops and yeast and brewing and the spillages and all this sort of stuff, to where they are now, I just, I, I find it fascinating. I, I think it's... Yeah crazy to think especially i know like a lot of other breweries as well like a lot of their first sort of general recipes are like the first beer that they like felt happy with that they've made they've like pulled that all the way through with them like and they've like slightly tweaked it but it more or less is the same beer but now it's on like a bigger scale and it's drunk all over the country like that's a crazy thought to me um but like even think about like things like our cafe racer our kranikin were like some of our first ever brews are like ideas for a beer and now they're like sold up and down and people are like asking when they're coming back i'm like this was brewed in a kitchen in aberdeen about five years ago by the way (laughs) (laughs) and now you're growing out of your current massive space you know that you've got it's it's amazing that's directory and you don't just cover the uk right you 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 know you can get your uh, you know fierce beers up and down the uk but you do sell externally export them right yeah we um we export um we we it, when we were moving last year it kind of slumped a little bit just because we didn't yeah. like we didn't have we had two months where we couldn't brew anything because we were moving um but this year we've like yeah we've got like shipped to canada singapore um the netherlands a lot i think it's 10 12 countries in total so yeah like whenever i see a photo of like a fancy juice in singapore i'm like <laughs> I, how do you even comprehend that that's over there and a the guy's like oh yeah aberdeen brewery love that it's absolutely mad like um i did i've, I've I did a fair bit of time over in Asia with um, my sister. My sister used to live over there in Vietnam and everything. And she she said the craft beer scene over there is insane. And the amount of breweries she was seeing from England 
just kind of popping up in these small little bars that she would go to. And she'd be like, I've got no clue how this brewery from Cornwall has come all the way over here. It, it, it's just a baffling thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's fantastic that. that well, it takes people you know, with real passion who are like, you know, looking out for beers like beers to be like, you need, I need hmm. them here in my, wherever my location is, right? Yeah, like I, the, I always see photos of it as like, it's like a tiny little bar and it's got like, one beer fridge with like 15 cans and like one of those cans is fierce i'm like and then there's like folk like <laughs> yeah. beak and like folk from down south i'm like what's going on i was like there must be beer over there as well like it's crazy the last i guess like 10 years we've seen obviously an explosion of craft beer here in the uk and i i'd like to you know after speaking you know with a few few people they've there's a lot of like good vibes let's say with a lot of these companies that have started up and a lot of collaboration beers we're seeing and, and as punters we're loving the collab beers and i see you've sent me um the the fierce beer with uh amundsen uh brewery the fancy juice six uh which i love because I, I love amundsen as well so that's i'm really excited to tuck into this one um but what's some of your kind of i guess favorite collaboration beers that you've uh or kind of like breweries that you'd love to to work with oh that's a good question so i've been out of the brewery here now for just about a year and a half so i'm trying to think of ones that i've been around for um the guys in amity are a particular favorite of mine yeah. i love those guys yeah. um they've been up once they came up up last year actually they've not been to our new site yet um but they're great guys um oh i loved lily from queer she was super nice and friendly um uh, jordan this, uh, jordan from unbarred as well he was great fun i th- I've, I've just cracked open the queer beer um coffee vanilla and tiramisu stout i that sounds I also amazing said, I, yeah I, i'm not i'm not glad I said I promised myself not to drink three pints of beer in a podcast again, um, but generally I've completely and utterly broken that rule. And I've Joe, Joe, Joe will testify to this. I've only just come round to darker beers. I literally I've only just started Guinness this year. It's kind of I've only just become a Guinness convert en- this year alone. Real entry to stouts. <laughs> yeah, real entry to stout sort of thing. Guinness. I've only just, yeah, and I'm trying more and more. I was so opposed to it for many years, but once again. I know I'm just throwing all the praise. You guys are knocking it out of the park. And it's like, this tiramisu stout, I've had, once again, I just got into tiramisu this year. It's been a real <laughs> whirlwind this year for me. It's, uh, <laughs> and you, oh, it's good. It's really good. How, like, I, I, I personally don't make the beer, so I can't take any credit, but like, how do we get to make yeah. taste like a tiramisu? Like, I just, the, oh. it's mental, isn't it? It just it just blows my mind slightly how how we've come so far that we can now be drinking tiramisu how we can and there's all these beers but yeah no you guys have yeah because we tried queer queer brew blah, queer brewing um, last year at the craft beer festival um, up in London and it was absolutely fantastic and I remember I think I'm pretty sure I've got some stickers of there plastered on the back of my laptop but yeah yeah no re- yeah really good collaboration obviously we use like the best possible ingredients and we like we have a long process of like recipe making and we don't like I, a lot of people would probably you can half ask things a lot of the time with this sort of stuff yeah. especially when you get to a scale like we are like we're exponentially growing so it's like oh, we don't want to give up on the quality so we really try our best to get the best ingredients whether or not that's paying a little bit extra for them like it's some it's worth it because you things like that yeah. especially things like coffee you want to get as good yeah. coffee as possible so that when you actually get it in the flavor of the beer, you can really get the depth of the flavors. Mm. And like, it's not just like, oh, there's a little bit of like a roasty caffeine kick. It's like you actually get a little bit of the bitterness, the sweetness, the darker flavors. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, but yeah, that was one that 
when I heard that was like the plan for that collab, I was like, I'm in. Gonna be good. <laughs> I would love to love to know, Stu, um, just from, from your end, what is the kind of the vibe at Fierce? You know, what is it like behind the scenes um, with everyone there? That's a good question. So, like, when we moved last year, we were still like a really small team. I think there was less than 15 people at the brewery last year. So yeah, we're yeah. now up to, oh, I can't do that count in my head, probably 20 to 25. So we've grown quite a lot wow. in a year. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. Just because like to deal with a site this big, you kind of need just more hands. Um, yeah. But it's a great vibe. Like it's, I mean, we call ourselves a fierce family, which is sometimes a thing you can cringe at. But like at the time, it's a lot of people that work here are like friends of either Dave and Louise or like people we know from yeah. elsewhere that we've kind of brought in um, a lot of ex dog people <laughs> just because of the the area it's bound to happen yeah cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah just folk who have got like a huge interest in the industry and even if they haven't like um, like I'll always laugh our delivery driver <laughs> his name's Deck and he's one of my best mates he's great but like he's not massive into his craft beer he's a pretty like older guy but what I know we've done well is when he's like, oh, I need to get some of that beer that's coming off the can line because he really likes it. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's the deck lick musket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he couldn't get enough of our cherry cola sour. And I was like, right, we fit the nail on the head on that one. That's like, we've done well. <laughs> you need to be posting this online, you know, it's deck approved, you know, the cherry cola yeah. sour. <laughs> I've asked him to be in a video with me many a time. And he's like, nah, no for me. And I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think it's like you can, I can, you can attest to the the vibe here because, like, obviously, I worked as a bartender, um, in their bar. Um, I did a degree in media, and Dave and Louise were like kind enough to come to me and ask, like, you know, we need some help on the social media, digital marketing side of things. Would you like to come and take a bit of a step up? Like, it's gonna might be tough work, but like at least it's kind of what you want to do. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And they've just been nothing but supportive, and um, they let me do mental things on social media so like i'm, I'm okay with it <laughs> well it's testament to i think you know the fact that you guys are putting some some kind of putting someone like yourself brain behind it behind the outfit you know we've you know getting on these on this conversation just being able to speak behind it because it i think for our listener base anyway they love it because it really they get to know the breweries that they're like they're, they're consuming and obviously everyone's got their own view of breweries because they're trying the products you know and then you yeah. absorb the um uh, you absorb the kind of the, the branding and the kind of the, the the package design and you you know what they're putting out on socials. But I think these kind of like conversations is where people kind of really get to that, that another level of like appreciation for what you what breweries do and what makes them special. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've um we just started doing like a subscription service um in the past couple of months and uh, that's kind of yeah. been one of my projects for the year. And um, one of the main things we want to do because we know a few other people do it is to do like online tastings alongside it. Um, right. which is just like a great like little insight to like it just lets me go and ramble and drink a few beers every couple of weeks but like it's nice to meet the customers and like just totally. give them a bit of insight about like what's going on day to day because like it's not something that you always see and like it's just a little bit of fun and I can tell them about like dumb stuff that's happened like in the past week and like things that are going right and some things that don't go right and it's like all part of the process it's quite nice and and if people want to get involved in the subscription so they can join on and find all that information on your website yeah it's 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 all on there yeah you can get come and see my face once a month it's good fun (laughs) (laughs) and if if they want if they want to meet uh fierce people in in real life they can go to aberdeen edinburgh or manchester because that's where you've got tap rooms at the moment right 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've um, got three, three, three bars at Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Manchester, and we've got our tap room on site where you can come and get a tour and see the whole facility as well. Right. So it's pretty exciting. Oh, excellent. As in, see behind the scenes quite literally. And I, I guess going going back to the to the Aberdeen, you know, and the amount of, of dark beers, stouts, and that's where your heartland started. Would you say that's kind of like your... Um, is that just about Aberdeen? Because of the oil and gas and there's real rugged people up there up in Aberdeen, is it, is it like that <laughs> tendency to what lean towards imperial stouts? Like, I'm going to have the thickest beer I possibly can because I've been on the seas all day. You know, is there, is there any correlation there or is that just my, yeah. my brain making weird links? <laughs> I never even put that together, but I think that's probably true. Like, the amount of times, like, I've got a few friends that work in oil and gas and it's like, even like the older guys they work with are like, yeah, we're coming back, we're dropping our bags off and we're going to the pub for like whiskeys and pints. So like maybe it's just like I need a 12% Imperial Stout right now, wherever I can get it and I'm going to drink all of it. Is it unlike a seven softies are only there for the beer? Um, like the light, the light beers. That's the Mexican <laughs> lagers with lime, you know, lovely. Oh no, yeah, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I will quite happily accept that. That's... Uh... <laughs> So subscription models, uh, you've got more more plan- plans for bars opening up. Um, any new beers that you, you think, uh, you know, you can talk, even talk about, about coming up or watch this space? Or is it all under the hush-hush right now? I think there's a fine line between, like, you want to be a little bit mysterious, but, like, at the end of the day, you can't just, like, not tell folk what's going on. <laughs> um, we've got, like, we've got, I love a whiteboard. That's, like, my favorite thing. So, like, I love a whiteboard with, like, I just write all my ideas and like stuff coming up. So we've got a bunch of whiteboards scattered about with all the like our random beer names. Like if someone says something in a sense, I'm like, good beer name, we'll write that down. It'll come out in like September. Nice. Um what we've got coming up, we've got um one of our old school beers was a pina colada scream, which was a kind of kind of juicy Ooh. pina colada hazy. Um and we're yeah, rebrewing that at the moment and it'll be coming out mm-hmm. I don't have the product schedule, but I think in the next three, four weeks, which I'm very excited about. Um, and then later on in the year, we have like a huge barrel operation on the go at the moment. So I think we've right. got five barrel-aged beers in different varieties of bourbon, rye, right. rum barrels. We've okay. never done rum barrels before, so I'm very excited about that. That sounds really exciting. Yeah. It's going to be really, really good. So I think... Um, I don't know if you've tried it. We did a Imperial Weizenbock with Vault City in March. But those are the guys that they know their they know their barrel. Yeah, <laughs> they know their barrels. <laughs> We've stuck some of that in rum barrels, so that oh, should okay. be pretty epic, I think. And that'll be coming out later on in the year. So yeah, very very excited for that. And VBM, very big moose. There'll be heaps of that to go around come winter time as well. So yeah, I've been trying to get. I've been trying to get us to do a, a Rattler as well. Yes, okay. Like a proper, like a Cerveza Mini maybe, like a light, like 2.5% Rattler I think would like be unbelievable for the summer, so. What what was the Rattler we tried recently? Was it um, the, was it Grapefruit Rattler? Yeah, we've had the St- Steagles, you know, the, the Steagle, traditional yeah. Rattler, you know, from, yeah. yeah. From, from, I think that it's was, from, from Germany, but yeah, that's a, a very different type. That, but then, you know, a Cornish Rattler as well, you know, I'm always thinking uh, yeah. down there. But I'd love to try and add an Aberdeen Rattler. That sounds fantastic, you know. <laughs> it sounds so good. <laughs> Scottish Rattler, right? And you you guys have, have, have owned a Wee Heavy as well. You guys have got really a, a, a kind of a, a Wee Heavy and really t- taken off. Um, this is one of your pop- popular ones, isn't it? A Wee, he- a wee Heavy by you guys? Yeah, um, it's right? called Heavy on the Bourbon, it's called. Um, really, really okay. popular Wee Heavy, which again, like a 9% barrel age Wee Heavy, but people love it. Like. 
people always ask, you know, they'll say like, you know, a, a country's like specialist beer and obviously Scotland, you've got so many, you know, it's just that's, uh, but the wee heavy, I think is the what people go to, right? But that barrel aged out, that bourbon one sounds really smooth. Sounds really smooth. I, um, that was in our most recent subscription box and I was drinking it on our thing. And like, I had to stop myself because I was like, or it was the last beer. So I was like five beers in, this was number six and I dra- <laughs> cracked it open and I was like, oh, <laughs> It's like it's gonna be an early night for me on this Wednesday. I'm gonna go straight to bed after this. Yeah. Well, Stu, it's been an absolute pleasure um, talking with you. Thank you so much for for coming on the episode. Um, I hope you know this has been like more than insightful about everything that's going on. I'm really excited for, for everything you mentioned about the new beers coming up, and, and obviously, this, if you want to get your uh, fierce beers on the reg, the subscription uh, subscribe now, and you could be. Uh, seeing Stu online every month and uh, and, and, and chatting beers <laughs> sounds bloody brilliant <laughs> thank you guys I really appreciate you coming on it was a great time you know, it's nice to just chat and that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast and so from me Joe Rich Barber and Simo goodbye don't forget to follow us on Instagram Twitter I'll Try That Podcast dot com and watch us on YouTube goodbye now <laughs>